Welcome into the Snapped Podcast, my personal audio journal. My name is Tyler Kluver. I'm a personal trainer and podcaster, but it gets a little bit deeper than that. And this show is going to give you an inside look on my thoughts concerning health and fitness, business, mindset, and creating the life that you feel lucky to live. I hope you enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, and let's have a day. Yes, 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 yes. We're back. We're back again. I am in the dungeon, the office. We're a little late this week. It's okay. It's all good. It's okay. You're just going to have to listen to it during the weekend. And it is what it is. I mentioned multiple times over the past couple weeks that I was going to give you my protocol what I will call my health protocol, I guess. It's sort of all-encompassing. Today, we are going to do that. So what does that mean? What is my all-encompassing health protocol? Well, health is sort of a big, general, broad term. I'm going to break down for you guys the following. Let me get back to my... uh, to my podcast plan here. I'm going to break down four main, really three main areas of my health. A couple of them have some subset sort of uh, considerations. Diet, exercise, and sleep. Diet, exercise, and sleep. Those are the three top-tier sort of categories that we're going to dive into today. There's others that could probably roll into this level, this, this tier. I think that these three are probably collectively thought of as the most important when it comes to your health. Diet, exercise, and sleep. I, inside of the diet category, will also break down supplements because that's a, that's a bit of a subset of diet. It's not necessarily uh, the kind of foods and stuff that you're consuming, but it it does have, you know, you are consuming that stuff and it, it makes a difference. Uh, some. And inside exercise, we have two other subsets. Um, or no, no, no. Diet has another subset, which is basically hydration and how I approach hydration uh, as of right now. Um, and then we have exercise, which has a subset of um, recovery. You could probably make recovery uh, its own its own category on that top tier or you could lump it in with sleep um but i'm gonna just put that underneath like body work right stuff that i do for my body i guess so is the food so i don't know there's your first yawn of the episode we're gonna talk about this 
Um, hopefully I can break this down easily to understand. We're going to start with diet. So I don't know how you guys conceptualize the idea of your diet. For me, it begins with a total amount of calories on one side, which is directly correlated to your goal, right? If I was a bodybuilder, which I suppose that's a very small subset of the population, but if I was a bodybuilder, there would be raise the desk here. Oh, we're going up today. There we go. If I was a bodybuilder, there would be times of the year when I was trying to specifically be in a calorie deficit, trying to cut fat off of my body, lean out. And I'm not talking like a legitimate bodybuilder. Obviously, those guys are going to go through that sort of cycle. But just in general, if I was into the bodybuilding style of health and fitness, which probably is a way or a, or a spot that a lot of people fall into if they actually have a routine. There would be times of the year where I was trying to be in a caloric surplus and I was trying to purposefully, intentionally gain muscle mass and fat mass, just mass in general, to get stronger, to get bigger. And those two states of being are going to require different amounts of different amounts of calories just within that single sort of avenue of of fitness if i was just your average guy oh there's yon too and i was just trying to find a maintenance level then that would require a certain amount of calories right i however am a crossfitter who's not only trying to be like, you know, I don't work out a lot. I work out more than relatively everybody, right? And we'll get to the to that in a second. So my calories, the beginning of explaining my diet is got to be calorie focused and it's got to be based on my goal. For me, up until just really this week, uh, last week, this week, my goal, my calories has been about 3,500 calories a day. Um, that is what I have found to be um, the right amount to sustain energy, sustain, maintain, and, and even try to improve strength and muscle mass and not support levels of body fat, excess body fat, right? For me, that's not really an issue. I have found that I have gotten generally slowly lighter and lighter um, over the past couple of months. I've lost two or three pounds. I believe that's due to the increase in average training per day, average training volume per week. I've been putting in more. I've, I've gotten my body up to pretty significant level of, of output per day. Means I'm burning more calories. Means that 3,500 probably isn't a spot where 
I need to be anymore to maintain energy, not even to maintain, but to really thrive, to put back on a couple pounds that I've lost, you know, get closer to 200 pounds instead of the 193 that I woke up at this morning. I need to up my calories. I need to be closer to 4,000 calories. So Monday, in fact, I decided, all right, then that's what we're doing. And so this week I've been eating closer to 4,000 calories a day. The plan is to continue to do that and watch what happens to my body weight. There's a chance that 4,000 calories isn't enough because if 3,500 was losing me weight, then the number that I'm burning is likely somewhere between 3,500 and 4,000. Or maybe it's right at 4,000. And this is where I'll stop losing and I'll kind of maintain, even out. I might have to go to 42, 4,300. That sounds like a lot of calories for you guys. It is. It's twice as much as a lot of you probably need to eat. Although I would argue that... We'll go into a whole other episode sometime about how um, basically every human's goal with how many calories they consume and burn should be to kind of run those numbers as high as you can get them with it making sense because you kind of just want to be burning hot all the time. But 4,500 calories is a potential landing spot for me here, and that's a lot. So how do we get that? How does that break down from just a, a number 4,000, 4,500? How does that break down into, okay, where does that come from? The next way that I would go down into a breakdown of it would be macronutrients. Right? We have carbs, fats, proteins. Anybody who's gone back way back in this podcast or any fitness podcast, you could find 100,000 podcasts out there on carbs, fats, proteins. Those are the big three. Not the big three. Those are the three. You can count alcohol as well, but I don't drink. And neither should you if you have any. Really, really, you should, shouldn't drink. So I'd, I eat 4,000 calories a day right now. My first focus, how I, how I prioritize those is I am building my day, my week around protein. We could get into that, but that's what I'm doing. And that's basically what everybody should be doing. General rule of thumb for someone like me who's got an activity level as high as me wants to retain and build as much muscle as possible. I need to be at about a gram of protein per pound of body weight. A gram of protein per pound of body weight. Minimum, right? That's kind of the floor here. So that's 190 grams of protein a day. Let's call it 200 grams of protein a day. That's a lot for those who have tried to, anybody who's done my challenge and I've harped on protein, 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 you need to get this much protein. Uh, It's it's hard to get in protein if you're not being, uh, if you're not being conscious about it in our society, because most things are just riddled with fat and carbs uh, to make them taste good. And that's kind of what dominates. Um, So you have to be intentional. From there, and we'll get into the foods that I like to eat, from there, I don't so much 
pay attention to, and maybe it's something I should, maybe it's something I will in the future. Right now, I do not pay attention to fats and carbohydrates. I generally, in fact, I can pull up my my fitness pal right now. I still track. I've been tracking for seven years off and on. I did it for like three or four years straight, and now I do it occasionally to kind of you know keep myself in check. I, for example, yesterday ended with about 400 grams of carbs, 400 grams of carbs and 140 grams of fat. So what that equals out to is you got nine times 140. That ends up being see 900 plus 9 times 40 would be 360 so 1260 1260 calories of fat 1600 calories worth of carbs that's 2860 and then you add about 800 grams of protein in there so we, yesterday we ate just under 3700 calories so actually I didn't even get there yesterday that is more often than not about what I'm hitting 400 plus grams of carbs a day and probably closer to needs to be closer to 150 grams of fat probably needs to be closer to 425 or 450 grams of carbs a day if I'm going to be hitting 4,000 those shift and 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 change and aren't always the same the protein is Oftentimes, those carbs and fats are as well because I eat the same things, but I don't worry about them first. I worry about the protein. So what does that look like in a day, right? How do I build out? What does a day in my life of eating look like? Right now, 90% of the time, it's three uh, scrambled eggs in the morning. That's 70 cals a piece, seven, six or seven grams of protein. Let's call it 20 grams of protein in three eggs um, right away to start the morning. This is usually after my morning session. So we're going to start getting a little crossover here because uh, eating and working out, they kind of do go together. When do you eat to feel the best during a workout? When do you refuel? That kind of thing. This would be right after my morning session, which I do fasted. Right, the last fuel or food that I've taken in usually is around six, the night before. Night before, I will wake up and do a morning session, of which we will go into detail about what happens during those morning sessions. Um, it's mostly cardio focused, which is why I'm able to have decent energy and be able to do that. I will come upstairs. I will shower. It's about eight maybe 8.30 in the summer right now because I'm on a little bit of a later schedule. And at about 8.30 in the morning, I'm eating three scrambled eggs and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Every day. Sometimes it's a peanut butter and jelly bagel or sometimes it's a peanut butter and jelly English muffin. It's some sort of carby bread with peanut butter and jelly between it and three scrambled eggs. That's my breakfast every single morning. 
makes it really easy to buy for. That's that's the best part about maybe being so routine and consistent. Right after my morning session. It's about 700-ish calories based on the amount of peanut butter and jelly that I eat or use. So 700 calories about 8, 8.30 in the morning. I will then wait somewhere between two, two and a half, three hours. And at 10, 10.30, sometimes 11, again, later in the summer, right now, I will eat my lunch. Right, This is essentially my pre-workout meal. I give it about an hour to digest minimum. So I'm going to be working out at noon, 12.30, sometimes 1 o'clock. My lunch pre-workout meal generally consists of, and literally I just capped it off about 30 minutes ago, generally consists of either, again, protein focus. We're starting with the protein, build around that. Six to 10 ounces of chicken breast, six to eight ounces of ground turkey, uh, ground beef, maybe some steak left over from the night before or some kind of meat, taco meat, um, some kind of protein, turkey, breast, some kind of protein that's uh, usually somewhere between two and 400 calories worth of protein, um, which ends up being somewhere between, oh, 40 and 80 grams of protein. So it kind of, kind of uh, varies, but minimum I'm getting 40 grams of protein with lunch. I pair that with a carb. Some people would go with quinoa, or some uh, brown rice or some other better carb. I like jasmine rice. Like I I buy bags of it from Costco. I do about uh, 600 calories worth of jasmine rice. Six to 700 depending on the day. It's been a little lighter lately. 550, 500 to 600 calories worth of that. Two to 400 calories. Here's yellow number three. Two to 400 calories worth of meat. Drizzle some honey mustard over it. You know, the the calories in the honey mustard usually take that meal up to about 1,000 calories um, or just short of, maybe just higher than sometimes. I'll also add in 90% of the time. Again, it's not every single day, but it's pretty close. I will eat... Um, like one or two servings of raspberries and a serving of broccoli. Neither of those really is calorically significant. Together, you might be looking at a, an extra 100 calories between the two of those. So some kind of meat, rice, very occasionally pasta, but usually rice. Meat, rice, berries, broccoli. That's it. That's my lunch every single day. Meat, rice, berries, broccoli. About 1,000 calories, sometimes up to 1,200. Usually never lower than 800. Let's call it 900. So at this point, we're sitting somewhere between 1,700 and 2,000 calories on the day. We let that digest. We work out in the afternoon. After the afternoon, 
workout. We will recover with a protein shake, a Greek yogurt, and sometimes I'll throw in even a little extra cottage cheese. I'm one of those guys who will just eat cottage cheese right out of the bucket. So, um, and this is where the supplements start to come in too. Obviously, protein shake is maybe the most popular supplement out there, the one that's most used. Um, I do use a protein powder and mix it with almond milk. Almond milk, the, the cup of almond milk is 30 calories. The one scoop of protein, um, which I will get into here when I dive into the supplements, I'll give you exactly what brands I use, um, is 120 calories. So the entire protein shake, which if you froth it up pretty good and mix it around and it's decently filling after a workout, uh, it's 150 calories. And then the Greek yogurt is like a, a triple uh, triple zero oikos, or sometimes it's the the oikos pro, which is like another five grams of protein. Those are like anywhere between 100 and 120 calories. So the post-workout snack is heavy protein, about 25 grams in the protein shake and another 15 to 20 grams in the yogurt. You're looking at 40 to 45 grams of protein in a total caloric load of 270 calories. That happens 30 minutes with within 30 minutes of me finishing my, my afternoon training session. Very occasionally, I will say now that it's the summer especially and my afternoon sessions are longer. And now that I'm kind of talking this out, I think this might become a three-part series um, between uh, diet being this episode, maybe exercise being next week's episode, um, which I can pre-record, and then uh, sleep and recovery being a third episode. I will occasionally eat some like 80-calorie squeeze pack applesauces in between my workout, like in the middle, in between pieces. Like I get done lifting and I squeeze down an applesauce so that I've got, you know, a mid-workout snack. Let's call all of that on average a total of 300 calories, right? Sometimes I have the applesauce, sometimes I don't. And that was added on to the 1,700 to 2,000 range we were already at. So now... After that, we could be as high as 2,400. We're definitely not any lower than 2,000 calories already. Dinner happens, in, and that uh, after workout refueling usually happens around 2 to 3 o'clock. And then we eat dinner in the Kluver household at about 5.30, sometimes even earlier, 5, 5.30. Um, and that dinner, again, similar to lunch, usually starts with a protein and then build from there. I very rarely eat vegetables at dinner. Uh, as you notice, I, and you might be wondering, is, is berries and broccoli all he eats for fruit and vegetables? The answer is yes. My digestive system works pretty good um, still. And I'm pretty healthy and I look pretty good. And those are the only vegetable and fruit that I touch. 
dinner is often a, well, for us, I can just give you our dinners, right? Like it's either a uh, chicken Alfredo pizza, a bunch of chicken on top of it. It's a chicken griller, which is a fairway special chicken breast stuffed with cheese wrapped with bacon, a lot of protein, a steak or a pork loin on the grill or burgers. Um, Every so often, probably once a week, we will have just pasta, which is not a super high protein meal in the, in the case that we do have just pasta for dinner with like a bread side and it's just super carby. Um, I will try to eat like a, like two servings worth of cottage cheese or drink a protein shake with dinner. Um, a second protein shake just to get more protein in because that's usually what finally gets me to the goal. And uh, dinner's usually a pretty good hefty portion, um, right? We're sitting at already 2,000 to 2,400 calories. So to get to that 3,500 mark that I've been doing now with 4,000, um, you know, we're we're adding just a little bit of each food just to get to that 4,000 mark this week throughout the day. Um, dinner's usually going to look at somewhere between 12 and 1,500 calories. Um, if... It's not a night where we plan on having dessert, which is a planned thing in our household. Um, planning out when or what night your weekly indulgences is one of my biggest pieces of advice. If you want to still enjoy your favorite foods or your favorite desserts um, while still being able to maintain consistency and like not ruin your entire diet. In our household, those two nights of the week, it would be one night if it was just up to me, but pregnant wife, oh, we got number four. Pregnant wife, not even, even when she wasn't pregnant, like we're just dessert people. So um, we will eat ice cream on Sunday nights and on Wednesday nights. Ice cream carries a shitload of calories, which now that I'm trying to get 4,000 to maybe 4,500 a day, that's going to be a positive thing. Um, we can kind of just keep our dinners or the rest of the day the same. Usually, though, I will cut down on calories throughout the Sunday and the Wednesday. And so that I have been able to match it and kind of end up at the same number um, when I add, you know, six, seven, eight hundred, sometimes a thousand calories worth of ice cream at the end of the day. So, um, that's how we kind of work in the bad food. Um, occasionally, you know, if we're going out to eat on a weekend or something, or, you know, we go out with friends or her family or something, we have dinner with my family. If it's going to be a bigger family meal or we're going out to eat where it's very easy to, you know, you're going to order something that you are going to love, right? Because you want to take advantage of going out to eat. The portions, the foods will all stay the same. Throughout the day, the portions of usually the carb component of each meal will go down by about 20% to then bank some calories for the later meal, right? You usually know when you're going out to dinner um, or when you're, you've got a birthday party or a holiday or whatever, I will cut down on the percentages of carbs in my other meals throughout the day before or the day of. So that when I do get to that dinner meal, now instead of twelve to fifteen hundred calories, maybe I, maybe I have two thousand in the bank, and I can just really go at it for dinner. 
And that becomes, you know, even when I smack a 2000 calorie dinner, I'm still then sitting at 3,500, 4,000 for the day. And I haven't ruined myself, right? I don't have to feel guilty about it. The beauty of this is that if you track all of this in my fitness pal or some other app, doesn't have to be that, you know, and you're constantly playing the game and you don't have to wonder if you're doing things right and hitting your calories or not. You're just inputting the food. You get really good at it. You start to find a rhythm. It becomes pretty easy. There's a stat out there that like 87% of people who don't pay attention to their calories, all that stuff, and then just start tracking their food, no intention, right, to cut down anything or cut anything out of the diet, just start tracking their food. Just because they're now conscious of what they're putting into their body, they lose like 5% of their body weight in three months. Pretty good stat. I'm going to wrap this episode up with um, supplements and what supplements I use. I should have known that I was going to talk slow and drawn out and way, you know, input way more nuance than I needed to. Sorry about that. It's just how I do it. I suck at podcasting. For me to be a half podcaster for my career is really unfortunate because I'm not good at it. Um, but we're going to round out the diet portion, which is going to be the supplementation here. The next episode, we'll go over exercise and my entire exercise protocol right now, which I would, I'm not even going to call it exercise. That's like for normal people, my training protocol, because I consider myself an athlete with, with goals and comp- competitive uh, ambition. And then the third episode of this series will be the sleep and recovery um, protocol that I use. And that one will be a good one as well. So supplementation. I've always been relatively a um, few and far between kind of supplement kind of guy. In college, I used almost zero supplements, right? As a college football player, I took in a protein shake that used protein powder maybe three times a week. Three days a week. I did not take any creatine. I did not take any pre-workout. I did not take any this, that, the other thing. Nothing. Probably should have. But I just, I never, you know, energy-wise, a lot of people take caffeine or pre-workouts. For, I just never needed it. I got used to not taking it. A lot of stuff is banned for NCAA athletes. I just didn't want to mess with it. So we got used to it. Now, as we've upped ourselves to you know, the training that we've we're at, um, which teaser is about 15 plus hours a week right now. And that's, you know, this is sort of the heat of the off season. Um, with that kind of volume and the kind of stuff that I'm doing, um, it would be, I would be playing 95% of the game if I wasn't using a couple supplements. So the ones that I use as mentioned before, I take a protein shake uh, once a day, 25 grams of protein. I use gold standard optimum, optimum nutrition. That's the brand. They've been around forever. Gold standard is the, is their brand of protein. And 
tongue in cheek, it kind of is the gold standard. Um, extreme milk chocolate flavor. It's the exact same protein powder that I've been using or that I used all the way back in high school in 2010 and now 12 years, going on 13 years later. I'm still using the exact same flavor, exact same brand. Most of the big popular protein brands are going to be the cheapest. Buy the five pound tub, even more than that. Like if you're really going to get into it, I buy the 10 pound bag because it just keeps going down in price per serving. And I like the chocolate and it's simple. Mix it with almond milk. You got yourself a protein shake. I do that once a day. So seven times a week. After my workouts, and I don't, you know, we could talk about the the protocol for each of these specifically. Um, creatine is a supplement that I will take um, and I've been higher on as of the last probably three months. Um, the research has kind of come out over the last year or two that creatine, while it's not a magic bullet, gives you noticeable um, benefits in energy throughout a workout, ability to recover, um, even some some brain um, brain help. I was gonna say brain help. It it helps your uh, your kind of cognitive and and brain work the way that it should. Um, creatine is just like a very good health supplement. I take five grams of that, one scoop of that every single day, every single day. Doesn't matter if I'm working out or I'm not. I don't cycle off of it. Every single day. So protein powder, creatine every day. In the summer, this is not as important um, in Iowa at least, but there is five, six months of the year where the sun kind of goes away a lot and it's cold and windy and snowy and stuff. So I do take a vitamin D supplement right now in the summer. I'm not as on top of it every single day in the winter. I take 4,000 IUs. Um, I have a a bottle with uh, where each pill is 2,000 IUs of vitamin D. Um, so I take two of those um, in the summer. If I don't get the supplement version of the vitamin D, that's okay. Usually I'm walking out in the sun each day. Um, we'll talk about how much I, I do that. I think that walking and getting your skin in the sun your face in the sun, your eyes in the sun for 15 to 20 minutes a day is one of the best things you can do for yourself all around. But specifically for vitamin D levels, that's about all you need. Um, and the the vitamin D you get from the sun is way, way, way more beneficial and potent than any vitamin D that you eat or take supplemental, some, supplementarily. That's not a fucking word. Um, through supplementation but I will take it um, as well as a vitamin C. I don't know the dosage of the vitamin C. Um, That's again, that's sort of a immune system supplement. Um, And I take a little vitamin C tab every day. Um, The vitamin D, the vitamin C, and this third supplement, a greens powder, um, is what I take after dinner. I'll go and clean up my dishes, and while I'm cleaning up my dishes, I'll uh, make a little green drink and suck down the vitamin D and C pills, Um, and that is 
I can tell you exactly what I use. The uh, the vitamin D and C are just kind of off brand, like Amazon or find it at Target. The uh, greens powder that I take is by Nick Bear, Bear Performance Nutrition. It's called Strong Greens, um, and it is his superfood greens powder. Uh, this one specifically is support, supposed to support an increase in natural energy and improve cognition and focus, uh, support an improved digestive system and gut health. I can attest to that. My digestive system has gotten a lot better and more consistent uh, when I take the greens powder. Um, acts as a nutrient powerhouse because it's packed with vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. Um, supports healthy immune system and is uh, banned substance free. Uh, let me read you the ingredients. Organic wheatgrass, organic coconut water powder, beet juice, organic chlorella, organic turmeric, organic ashwagandha. It has those ingredients in it. So I'm sure you've heard of plenty of those, maybe in isolation or combined in another supplement. That is what I take in my greens powder. Greens, vitamin A, vitamin C after dinner. Protein powder and creatine, both after my afternoon workout. Finally, uh, and this has been more recent, and this is the one that is the most sort of varied. Um, I will take what I call my pre-workout. It's, it's almost like a pre-slash-intra-workout uh, supplement, but um, that is a BCAA, branched-chain amino acid, uh, supplement. It is called Amino Energy. It's also by Optimum Nutrition, which is the same brand as the protein powder that I use. Um, it's just a watermelon flavored BCAA powder. Um, I will mix a serving of that with um, probably like, I don't know, uh, a teaspoon of salt. Um, so that plus a teaspoon of salt and i'll probably do that three to five times a week before the biggest training days of the week the salt is for good hydration and brain and and salt is uh come out more recently as simply one of the best um and i just we have pink himalayan salt that we use for our cooking um, i just crank you know like 10 or 15 spins of salt into the the pink watermelon drink and it tastes unbelievable. I love it. Once a week, maybe twice a week, um during the off season right now, I will also add into that sort of pre-workout, I drink it sort of through the first half of my workout um concoction. I will also add pure beta alanine. Beta alanine is a supplement that essentially kind of it's a stimulant it's if you've ever taken a, a supplement or a pre-workout and you feel the tingles it's kind of what gives you the tingles it's supposed it's supposed to um for some people increase stamina um and delay the time uh that it takes for like muscles to break down and lactic acid to build up. So it kind of buffers um, that, that muscle burn feeling a little bit. Um, and that, that I, I believe it actually adds a little bit to your, 
long volume as well in some way. So it just gives you a little extra edge in workouts where you're going to be going really, really hard. This is usually something I only take for a competition. Like I train without it. And then when I go into a comp, I can get this little extra edge. Again, it's like creatine. It's not a magic pill. It might just make you tingle a little bit or sweat a little bit more. It might give you 1% in your workout. Um, I might take it once a week right now for like a workout where I'm really going to go balls to the wall. Protein powder, creatine, vitamin D and C, a greens powder, an amino energy drink, BCAAs, plus salt, and then very occasionally beta alanine. Those are my supplements. That's it. I don't take a legitimate like pre-workout like C4 or something like that. I don't take any testosterone boosters. No, I don't take any of the illegal shit, although I've definitely looked into it and considered it many times. I wanted to go down to the dark side. Um, I don't take any like specific intra-workout. I don't take any carb powders. Um, there are some things that I'm interested in and that I that I do want to add to my routine or if it was ideal and I had all the money in the world that I would add to my routine. And I'm thinking about doing a episode where I redo this series, except for it's not what I'm doing, but it would be if I had unlimited money, how I would do it or unlimited time, how I would do it. Um, but this is how I do it right now. So those are the supplements. Um, again, the times I eat are eight in the morning, 1030 or 11 o'clock lunch, 230 to three o'clock post-workout and a 530 dinner. Pretty simple. The goal, the new goal is 4,000 calories a day, trying to get minimum 200 grams of protein to, to base those meals, those 4,000 calories around. And then the supplements that I just mentioned are kind of how I intersperse throughout the day to supplement my solid food diet. So hopefully that was an, a good little insight into how I do things. If you have a question on why, you know, originally I was just going to tell you what I take and when I take it, and it was going to be a 10 minute episode. And then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to explain everything. But if I didn't explain something enough, or I didn't explain anything at all on one of those specific things, and you're like, why does he do that? Why the timing of this? Why does he mix this with, with this? Would it be better to do this with this? Shoot me a message. I'll answer um, or give my opinion on why I do something versus why I don't do another thing. And uh, I'm happy to answer. But that is the first episode in this three episode series of my current protocol um, diet edition. We'll be back next week with the probably longer episode, which is what does my training look like these days as of the summer of 2022? It's pretty, uh, pretty detailed lot going on there. Should be fun to break down and uh, we'll talk to you then. Peace.